Welcome to Solo BG, your podcast for solo and cooperative board games. Here you will find everything you need to know about your favorite and most recent games. Art, rules, gameplays and interviews. Here is your host, Derek Rodriguez. Hi, welcome to Solo BG. My name is Derek and we are here in another episode for the podcast. Thank you so much for listening and today or tonight or this evening or wherever you listen to any time any time of the day that you're listening it could be in Europe, China, Mexico or US wherever you are listening. Um welcome and to to in this time we're going to have a very special episode because we have some guests that they're amazing people, they're amazing designers, they're the amazing twin brothers of all the gaming universe and they're here for the second round because they already went they were here with us talking about another amazing game that it was Street Masters, but now they're coming for a second round to talk about a very exciting, promising game that is going to be released soon on Kickstarter. But before I keep talking, let me introduce you again to Mr. Adam and Brady Sander. How are you guys? Hey, Hello. Derek. Doing great, thanks. Yeah, I already uh, baptized you both as the amazing twins of the gaming universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'll trademark that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, need to, you need to put that, that quote on the on the you know on the on the publisher's website, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> the dynamic duo. Anyway, um, so tonight, guys, we're we're gonna talk about an amazing game that it's coming out on Kickstarter, and I will let you guys uh, say the name of the game and talk us a little bit of intro of what we're gonna be talking about. Cool, Adam, you go ahead with this pitch here. Sure. Uh, this we're going to be talking about a game uh, we designed called Alter Quest. Um, it is going to be coming out from Blacklist Games. Uh, the Kickstarter should be launching um, on May 28th, 2019, um, mm-hmm. as long as everything goes well. Um, it is a fantasy cooperative fantasy adventure dungeon crawling board game uh, for one to four players, uh, featuring highly detailed miniatures of, of the characters in the game, plus details of the scenery and furniture you will find in, in a dungeon. Um, and it is set in our original fantasy setting um, that Brady can probably elaborate on because he's been writing writing in that setting for a while now. Okay. Yeah, I can I can get down in the weeds pretty easily when it comes to the uh, the background, but to keep it simple, it's yeah. um, on the setting we call it Aritica, um, and it's a kind of a hybrid. Uh, it's high fantasy mixed with um, a very specific type of like gothic horror um, inspired by the Castlevania video games, um, which I can kind of consider those Castlevania games kind of already um, fantasy gothic horror. Um, they have yeah. a lot of you know monster elements and everything. So uh, we were combining that high fantasy, those high fantasy elements we love because I love traditional high fantasy, but I also love like the you know vampires and werewolves and just uh, kind of a darker, darker, grittier setting. Um, yeah, great. And, that's great. Like, yeah. I guess who doesn't, right? Like I, I will say that that's probably one of the most. Uh, you know, popular topics on on the games, like when you when you you know interact with with you with all of your amazing listeners and people around the Facebook pages, especially the solo board gamers and uh, you know the the people that focus in solo cooperative games mainly. It mm. seems like that uh, kind of universe and theme. It's always like a very very popular one. And like you were mentioning, like Castlevania and all that dark fantasy. It's it's always great, and it's I guess it's it's kind of easy and it gives you more options at the developing uh you know development side i guess for for a game right mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's very cool to be able to build our own um an ip that we've already been kind of establishing for a while just in our own time because we had books planned for this and we had um a kind of a miniature skirmish game we we're working on one point so we've been playing around in this world for a while so we're finally 
directing it and directing our focus now that we're full-time with Blacklist to do kind of our dream uh, RPG hybrid board game, Dungeon Crawl, that um, kind of was born from when we played like HeroQuest back in the day when we were kids. It's kind of what led us to this. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because actually, uh, if you remember, I don't know if you remember, guys, but on the first round on the, on the show, when we were talking about uh, games on the Street Master episode, uh, we were talking about uh, also the those games like Hero Quest, you know, that they were like probably the first games that they make the things a little bit different uh, compared to what, you know, I guess normal board games are, like if we talk about Monopoly and Sorry and all that crap. Right. But anyway, right. um, Hero Quest was, uh, you know, something different that honestly I haven't been able to try it. And because I know even if I want to get a copy right now, it's crazy expensive. And it's yeah, very well, hard to find a right. complete copy. But I right. know that you guys play, used to play those games, and I guess that's where the, where the inspiration came from, too. Yeah, and, and what the look, the fortunate thing is you're not missing out on too much because as far as <laughs> like how board game design has, has, come, has moved along in the years, yeah. um, I've, I've gone back and played HeroQuest, and it's something I, I kind of prove even in the past because it's just not – it's not the actual game mechanics or the actual experience of, of playing the board game. It was more of what it meant to me at the time and like opening the door to all these different ideas and then just imagination yeah. in general. So um, it's not a game I want to go back and play, but it is something I want to capture and, and build upon and bring to a more of a modern uh, game design aesthetic. So, uh, so you're not missing too much by not playing it. <laughs> well, I, guess, I guess, you know, if I, if I compare it, I mean, of course this is out of side, out of side of games, but it happens to me not too, not too long ago that, you know, I was thinking about the the Power Rangers, right? Like the first season when, yeah, yeah. when we were growing up and they were so cool and, you know, beating all the bad guys' ass and all this stuff. And, you know, I was like, well, you know what? I saw it on Netflix and, well, I'm going to I'm gonna try to watch it again. And as soon as I watched just the first five minutes, I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I took it away and I was like, I would rather stick with those memories. Right, right. <laughs> if I watch it right now. So I guess that happens with, with you know, sometimes with all movies or, or TV shows or like you yeah. mentioned now in this case with hero quest that you want to leave it as an amazing memory and right, that's right. it right right i had that same experience with uh saved by the bell on hulu I oh was like, yeah. oh I, I remember this show and i started the first episode like nope <laughs> <laughs> what about what about you adam what, what is your experience kind of related with it with this subject of not going back and just take it as an inspiration have you experienced any unfortunate thing like like we're sharing right now Oh yeah, and it's about the same. Like we, I think Bray and I played it together. Um, with I think we were playing with either our kids or I forget who we were playing with. Maybe our just our girlfriends at the time because it was a yeah, long time ago. That, yeah, that was like probably back in Lafayette still when we were living yeah. in Lafayette. Um, oh. but yeah, it was it was a uh, interesting experience to try to recapture that our youth, and it did not go over well. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so uh, going back to Alter Quest, we did a little bit of pause and talk about shows and that they're probably great in the in the past and now we're crap you don't watch it <laughs> um and so talking about the game of course so mainly after the, the great description that you guys give me uh, and give us to all the amazing listeners um it's going to be for sure a dungeon crawling right yeah yeah so the out of the box experience like the core game uh it's going to have a fixed board similar to um what we could talk about uh, hero quest that was one of the big things for us is uh, even though um, Adam is probably way more um, kind of seasoned in like the dungeon crawl genre, because while we've played stuff together, we've played a lot of the big ones like Descent, and we played like Shadows of Brimstone together, um, some of these more modern ones. I don't typically gravitate toward dungeon crawls when I'm playing. I'm more of a co-op card game guy. Um, and I think we, Adam and I both bring those different aesthetics to the table where Adam loves, Adam's got the, the miniatures, uh, 
side of things. He really loves to bring that to the table, and I, I like the cards. So luckily, this game has uh, both. It's a, it's a miniatures-driven, card-driven combat system. Um, but it, sorry, I got sidetracked there. But yeah, it is a fixed board, um, like in okay. HeroQuest, because that was one of the big uh, design choices, because we just typically don't like building maps or like stopping the action during a game to like build the next section of a dungeon while you're exploring. Yeah. Um, we just prefer to have ever the kind of like the guidelines drawn at the star set up the board, unfold it. And it serves as like this iconic centerpiece where, um, and it's Adam, you might be able to elaborate more on this. Cause you brought up a good point last time we we're talking about it, having that like iconic kind of art piece in the center of the table, which is what people kind of recognize hero quest for. You know? Yeah, yeah. I use that as an example of like uh, if you go back and look at a picture of HeroQuest, you know, on online or whatever, and you see a picture of the board, and if it's a game you played back in the day, it just it strikes you as like some iconic piece that is in the table. You know, it it sparks your imagination about the game, and like I can connect that to my experience playing like Descent First Edition, where if I saw a pile of Descent tiles, even though I played that game a tons a ton amount tons of time in that game, um, yeah. a, a, a Picture of the map tiles means nothing to me, but like a picture of the the Hero Quest board is like so evocative. So it's, we kind of wanted to capture that feel of like this iconic setting where you're always playing the game, um, yeah. but it changes every time. Yeah, because the board can the way the Ultra Quest works is you still have the exploration where there's not a preset map that you're exploring. Something you're not going through doors that are already there. Um, you can pretty much explore the dungeon however you want. You start in a room of your choice. You can start in the corner. You can start in the center. You can start wherever you want. And then you choose what doors you want to go through. But the the way the quest decks work in this is they have um, a narrative-driven um, exploration system where every time you open a door, you'll reveal a quest card. It'll say what you happen to see there, how that affects the quest, how you can progress the quest from there. It also You'll also put in a random piece of furniture. You'll draw threats to populate that room to face either traps or enemies. Um, and uh, the you kind of, like, kind of build the map to your taste almost, but it still is... Uh, like undiscovered, and you don't you like don't explore the things. whole you don't explore the whole board in a quest. Right. You, you just can explore like basically up to half of it max. Okay, well that that's a good thing that you guys are talking because I guess uh, you know not to compare games, but that, I I get your point and I also uh, agree with that. Like it's very uh, it's not fun when you're playing a game, especially with those like this kind of description with Alter Quest. Now you're playing something epic, something with kind of RPG or dungeon crawling type, and then you need to stop the game to find some tiles or some pieces of the board and get it together. Or sometimes it's worse. Sometimes you have you're playing a mission or a quest, and then you open a door, and then you need to build another completely you know piece of of the map and bring like i said numbers the, the, the game the most recent game that i have played that has came to my mind is the, the star wars imperial so now with the with the app that uh-huh. you can play it solo cooperative it's it's great but the, the one of the things that i think on my that's in my, my opinion right that damaged the game a little bit is that yeah you're playing and you having all that role of you know fighting and all that stuff and then you need to stop because once you open a door you need to bring piece 32 33 18 19 and you're looking through the box <laughs> and setting it up so i think it's very clever and very nice that you guys have one one per, just one mat and one board and that's it and you you modify it during the game i guess my other uh question will be about the mat uh, you know guys that i am a huge uh, you know follower from you guys everything you do on your social medias and how i like how you as a designers interact a lot by the way with all the 
the fans or the gamers in the solo board gaming group and in, in the board game group and the, all the groups are around Facebook and mainly on Facebook and Twitter. Um, and I really appreciate that you guys, you know, like I said, you interact. That's great because you don't see that very often with, with big de designers like you guys that you know you have, that you have been having success with previous games like Heroes of Therino and Street Masters. Now Brook City, they're all the backers are getting their copies and they're very fun, uh, very happy about it. But anyway, that's one of the things that I appreciate. But I'm talking about the mat, um, how I I would I would I would ask this like even if you're mentioning uh, you know already how the mat is gonna be modified by every quest, the fact that it's only one mat or one map doesn't affect the replayability of the game. And the other question will be if it's gonna be a double-sided map be uh, because so far I think I already hear the answer from from Brady on one of the comments on the Facebook, but also if, if it's not, or if it is, you know, to, uh, to tell us the, the why for whatever the, uh, the answer is. And if you guys planning on more expansions on the map, like things that you can add, you know, to be more epic or things like that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, one thing I wanted to touch on um, uh, the very first topic was uh, replayability. Um, and it's something that people kind of approach the game where our play testers, people we've shown the game to, it's usually like the, one of the first things that's discussed when they just look at it. But yeah. like, I can't even think of a time where we've played with somebody and experienced the game and anybody like remotely talked about that again, because it's, I think once you experience the, the exploration mechanic in the game and you, you see how, um, even if you can see what rooms, what the room shapes are or where they're placed, it has little effect on your overall goals in the game. So you still have choices like, okay, I want to, we should go to that door because then we can like, we can at least get this corner explored and, and and move out. So you have those kind of strategic choices, but it doesn't limit the the um, your choices don't diminish after repeated plays because uh, the the way you the all the different variables outside of the map itself make it okay. so the, the the map almost doesn't even matter in a way i don't want to say that where i'm saying the, the board is that interesting because it is it's always an interesting uh yeah. dynamic in the game but it almost doesn't matter in terms of variability because there's so many card effects going on that yeah, can I th change up your, your process essentially i think that i'll touch on that too like uh this this I sh we should mention this is using a, a new evolution of our MDS, the modular deck system that we used in Street Masters and Brook City. Okay. Any, anybody who's played Street Masters and Brook City know that there's a lot of card effects going into the game. There's a lot of things you can do on your turn. There's a lot of interactions. There's a lot of things yeah. going on. Um, and a lot of dungeon crawls I've played in my in my past have a lot of... The focus has been on like drawing exploration cards and seeing what's there. And that's kind of the focus of the game. And everything else is kind of like a dice roll. You know, it's like, okay, well, let's just do some dice rolls to resolve combat and then let's see what's in this next room. In Alter Quest, there's so much going on every turn. Exploration is just a little tiny piece of that, you know? Like, it, exploration is still a big part of the game. But when you're doing when you're doing your turn... There's so much going on that exploration is just a, just another layer of that cake, you know. Like there's just so much to do on your turn uh, that it's always engaging, and I think that's one of the reasons why people don't realize it after they play it. They don't even think about replay value because they just want to try different combinations of different decks. They want to try it. You know, you can start you can start the quest wherever you want. You can start the quest on the corner of the board, in the middle of the board, wherever you want, and then explore it however you want. So it can always be as different as you want it to be. Yeah, and, and another aspect, too, that we haven't touched on, um, like, with our previews yet, but we will at leading up to Kickstarter, and especially, like, during Kickstarter, um, if anyone is familiar with Street Masters uh, knows the, how the stages are designed in that, where we have a small footprint, like an 11 by 11 board, and it's a very focused experience. It's kind of like a puzzle, 
and a fight mixed together because the stage has different variables going on, different objectives the enemies are doing. Um, and that's something I really enjoyed about the design process of Street Masters. I love designing stages, and I love uh, when I'm playing, I love just choosing different stages and trying them out. So we're wanting to bring that into Alter Quest um, through something we call Encounters. And this will appear in uh, the uh, campaign expansion that'll be alongside uh, in, in the campaign in the Kickstarter campaign. Um, the it's very similar where you'll have a smaller encounter board, um, 11 by 11 encounter board, and it's a more focused experience. Um, it should be a quicker playtime generally, not all the time because these encounters can be wide, vastly different, obviously. Um, but for, you know, for example, you might have. Uh, part of the campaign where you're traveling from point A to point B and you're camping somewhere and depending on what your choices you made you might get ambushed and your camp uh, will you know be surrounded by enemies and you have to wake up and try to try to figure out what's going on um, and try to survive the night when you're getting attacked by whatever nemesis is chasing you so that's another way we want to add this system not just to be limited just to just the board even though we love everything we've done with the board and it's it's not like and to me it's not a limitation really it's more just how what else can you do what, what other stories can you tell with this same system um so that'll be something and then on, on your other point about additional maps that that's another beauty, beauty part of this game is the way the map is designed we can totally change it out swap out the main board um draw new rooms uh add a different aesthetic to it um, it could be a crumbling castle or it could be a deep underground sewer or something. So those we could just totally swap out the map for a different aesthetic experience and change well, up what what what, what, are you, is. what he's saying is basically an alternate board. We could we could right, do right. alternate boards. Um okay. and and Nick the the nice thing is it can be used with any quest. You don't have to have this specific board for this specific quest. The the base game has this one board, there's six quest decks in the game three different threat decks, different villain decks. You can mix them all together. And then if we throw in an alternate board and a stretch goal or something like that, that's compatible with everything that's already in the game. So, okay. Now, Brady, I think I read in one of the comments that one of the, of the gamers asked you about this double sided and use, I think I don't I pro, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you say something like that. You don't, you don't like too much, or you're not a huge fan of the double side. Uh, oh, that was that, that was that me, was actually yeah. Adam. Yeah. Oh, that was, you see, like <laughs> yeah. the amazing twins. You know, I don't, I don't know. Sometimes I get lost. Like, who is who? But uh, uh, anyway, so uh, why why Adam? Why you don't think it's it's a uh, it's a uh, good? Or why you don't uh, sympathize too much with the double side? With this thing in consideration, I'm assuming that this game doesn't have a double side board. Yeah, th- uh, my my dislike of double sided boards is uh, strictly for um, folding boards. Like I like, you know, double-sided boards are fine, but when it comes to a folding board, yeah. uh, that introduces artwork that's going to get scuffed up, and the folds mm-hmm. can increase can increase the chance of it peeling for, from the cover. So it's I always prefer to have a nice wrapped board so the back is durable and can, can you know sustain lots of play. And since this is like the main board, it's going to be used a lot. It's going to be used in every single game. So I, I want to have a nice wrapped, solid uh, backing that's going to you know last for as long as possible. And then you have double-sided boards and folding boards one side is always going to get scuffed up and the art's going to get ruined and that's just yeah i don't like that so no i mean it, it, it's, it's good to know because um you know it's always good to see the the uh, perspective from this especially from designers like you guys you know with such experience and to see well this is because of this or this is why these and things like that so in this case we're talking about the board because now it's it's very common and i guess it's the hype that the majority of the games especially when they're uh, kind of epic or they try to be epic, um, they do double-sided boards, you know? But it's good to know, like, why why you don't have this in this game or why I didn't implement it on my games. And, you know, when you're talking about the art, that's good because you guys uh, have been using a very, um, you know, very nice art on your previous games 
Uh, and that's something that, that, you know, as a backer or as a gamer, you always know for sure that if it's a, a sadder game, you know, you will, you will, the art will be there and it will be cool. And I like what you, what you guys were saying about, you know, like you have great games, like, you know, just to mention the most recent ones, uh, Street Masters and Brook City, Heroes of Theranoth, and you get things from each one of them and create something different, but trying to make it different and more even like better, even if those games are already great and they work with great mechanics, they're very smooth and all that stuff. So I think that's great, you know, um, that you uh, you guys are getting every time more, uh, you know, more famous, I would say, around the gamers uh, universe as a, you know, secure, fun uh, game and challenging. Uh, with their playability, I mean, now that you know that that's a big thing for uh, solo and cooperative gamers, and in this game, there's going to be, it seems like there's going to be a tons of replayability. Now, is this gaming going to include uh, minis, uh, cards, I mean, dice? How Can you tell us more a little bit about the mechanics? And I know you're already on the interest plan a little bit, but like, like, like I said, like components and stuff like that. Sure. Um, so if anybody can look at Brook City probably and see a good idea of like the the quality components and and you know roughly what's gonna how much stuff's gonna be in the box. Um, there is a board. There's there's gonna be lots of you know the four heroes each with a miniature. There's gonna be three different enemy factions of minions that um, have a very variety of different kind of monsters you can fight. There's three different villains, big bad guys. Um, which all have miniatures as well. Um, a lot, tons of cards, because all these things have decks with them. So there's four hero decks, three threat decks, three villain decks, six quest decks, um, story deck, equipment cards, search cards, feature cards, tons of cards, and all the tokens that go with that. We also have custom dice. We have hero dice, um, and they're they're very similar to Brook City and Street Masters dice. Uh, no blanks, exploding dice that we love. And there's also altar dice in this game, which um, are like a, a mana pool that heroes can use to trigger special abilities, but also uh, enemies can use as well. So you kind of, whenever you use a, a result on an altar die, you have to roll it back, back into the pool and it changes what's available. Um, so you have to always watch out if you want to trigger your abilities or give the enemies something to use against you. Um, it's always interesting decisions uh, with that. All right, well, that, that sounds good. So tons of cards, tons of minis, because like I remember, I think, I'm, like I said, I confuse you guys sometimes. Uh, but like uh, Brady said, you're the you're the big uh, the big mini guy, right? Like you're the one oh, yeah. that it's, that it's uh, a fan of the minis. Now, uh, do you guys are you guys gonna be on the game too? Like in like in Street Masters and I believe in Brook City too, or now you know, um, just in the shadows? Or are you gonna come as a like as now with the new Star Wars like Palpatine coming at the Enterprise? Or how is that? I uh, I'm I'm kind of hoping that we're not in this one, but we're gonna leave that open. Uh, see how people, you know, so we, people if people demand people it. Want, what are, what are you <laughs> man? I mean, people want the game. I mean, I think I don't even. No, I think it's Brady character, the one that is on the Street Masters. That oh my god, like he has all the abilities, and you get the card, and then you play it, and then you draw it another one, and then you play it and draw another one. So <laughs> playing, uh, he recommend me on the, you know, when the Street uh, Master on the Aftershock release release party, um, that we were there. Um, when I was playing the Street Masters, he was like, "No, use this character, use this character." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> Wondering if he's the, you know, one of the other characters. But no, he was his character, the Brady, the Brady guy on the on the deck, you know. And, and I can see why because he was one of the most powerful ones. So, I mean, but it's he's, he's a little, he's a little overpowered. Like, very well, and and they like they like to see you guys on the game too, as a minis or cards or whatever. So I think you you should know, you know, like 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 I said, like Palpatine or something. Probably now you wanna probably you can be a bad guy now that is gonna be almost invincible in that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my goal is, yeah. 
my goal was to have uh like different versions because like like we were talking about uh how we don't want to have too many like crossover characters because we had that with brook city and street masters because they are kind of a shared universe but like at, at the bare minimum or like at the maximum whatever you can call it i, I would love to have axel and reese appear as just like very mundane side characters like i want reese to be like just some some cook in a tavern or something you know like just in the background like an ally he might come into play but he's just like he's not a yeah. hero he's not a fighter he's just He's like, oh, he's just a guy in this little smil- little village, you know, cooking cheeseburgers or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be great, you know. What, what about you, Adam? How do you think your character will come to Alter Quest? Uh, he, I think he would just be like a traveling herbalist or something very, uh, very mundane as well. Just <laughs> yeah, just in the background, they might they might get sculpts, who knows? But like that'd be that'd probably be because uh, one of the things we're doing in this uh, with the campaign, which will. The, the campaign expansion will get some more details later on, yeah. but it's going to have a lot of like hidden content, and that that could be an Easter egg. You might have to dig around in the box to try to find the Axel and Reese characters. Who knows? <laughs> oh, nice, nice, nice. People love Easter eggs, so that's that's yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so it it seems like like the game is going to have everything, you know, especially like with the theme that you know that's a that's a plus, that's great. But the mechanically speaking, it seems like it's going to be very complete, very unique. Uh, like you guys mentioned, it's going to be. A smooth to play. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna have a tons of replayability. Because to be honest, like I, that's one of the other things. Like with with the Sally Brothers, like you always get a lot of replayability on their games. Even Heroes of Terror, you know, let's say uh, that it only I believe has nine or ten scenarios. Um, or probably I don't know if I remember correctly. But anyway, you have a number of scenarios that you're gonna play. But mm-hmm. even even those uh, even that game has ten. You, you're gonna be for sure that you're gonna play it ten times. Mm-hmm. And uh, for that, in a you know, in a usual gaming library for, with for a gamer, that's still a lot of times that you're gonna play a game. And if you play those scenarios again, the same scenarios, it can feel different because sometimes it will depend on your dice rolling or the bad guy dice rolling. So what I'm trying to say is like one of the 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 plus and good things that you guys have or your game have is that they always have good replayability. So that's that's a plus for every solo board gamer and cooperative gamer, like I mentioned. Now. Um, talking about the other thing, and it, it's fine if you guys don't want to answer. Do you have already, we, the quiz are going to be released on May 28th. What about the price range? There's another question that usually the backers uh, want to know, you know, before the game comes out in actually on Kickstarter, and that way they can be prepared, you know. So do you have any idea right now in the price range that it will be the base, of the base, uh, the core set of the game? Um, it's still it's still being discussed uh, all the details of the Kickstarter, but um, uh-huh. we we can confidently say it's going to be in the range of our previous Kickstarters of Alter, you know, of uh, Af- Street Masters and Brook City. Um, but I also made a made a point to express my desire to keep any kind of like add-ons and like all in all in gameplay cost under two hundred dollars. Um, yep. so that's kind of the goal is like making sure the, the, the core gameplay content doesn't get out of control, but we do have plans for add-ons like extra dice and little, little, uh, cosmetic upgrades that you might want for your game. Um, yeah. but, but try to keep it reasonable and, and keep the focus on the stretch goals really. Yeah. Neoprint, man. Everybody loves neoprene, man. They go crazy. Yeah, and, that, and that's, that's the beauty of, that's the beauty of a fixed board, man. You can get a neoprene map. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I, what do you think, uh, guys? It is that like we all love neoprene mats. Like it's one of the things that I, I will say. Like the majority of the backers, they always asking for stretch goals. Like what about neoprene mat? What about neoprene mat? I mean, sometimes the cardboard is very nice. I mean, I think yeah. it's 
Um, me personally, I, I I would rather go with cardboard because of the nostalgic, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, feeling of it. I, I, yeah, I personally like we have uh, neoprene mats for Brook City, and they're beautiful, and backers love them. But I I always use the board. I just I love I love a folding board. Um, I'll, the thing I love uh, neoprene mats for, like what we did with uh, for Street Masters Aftershock, we added like fighter mats where you can oh, like, yeah, yeah. have a card play areas. I love the, that for neoprene mats. But as far as like maps or tiles, I think I always prefer to have the cardboard. Um, cause I'm the same way. I think it's that whole, like it just, it's the board game. You know, it feels like a board game. Um, and I'd rather have a, a big folding board instead. What about you, Mr. Adam? Do you think, do you agree here with your brother? Or? Yes. Yes. I, I like neoprene mats, uh, for my war gaming. I mean, I use them when you play war games, yeah. uh, to keep, you know, you have cool terrain and stuff like that. Make your, make your table look cool. But when it comes to like board game stuff, like I like, I like my neoprene mats for player areas, like, you know, organizing my player area for card slots, stuff like that. Like the ones we got for Street Masters, I'm super excited to get those because it'll keep my play area nice and clean. Um, but yeah, with the Brook City ones, we lo- they look great, but again, we use the board all the time. However, I will say that if we do a neoprene mat for Alter Quest, I will probably be excited to use that in that game. No, yeah, I mean, yeah. neoprene, it's always nice, you know, but I mean, if, if I had to choose, this is just me, if I had to choose, uh, I will definitely go with Carver. That's one of the things, like we talk, like you were talking about Street Masters and how, uh, you know, 11 by 11 each mat is and like possibly. I, even those ones, like if you guys had like an option to get a neoprene mat for those ones, I think we'll still like the like the cardboard just because I don't know the, the physical or uh, feeling of the board game. That's what it is, right? A board game um, to to be able to to enjoy it that way. Anyway, so that's great. You know, remember guys, in May 28th, uh, the Kickstarter of Alter Quest. It's a for sure thing that you need to back it. You need to have this game. Uh, as always, like I mentioned already two times, a game that is designed by these amazing guys. The art, it's great, and the mechanics are great. By the way, who is who is in charge of the art for Alter Quest? Uh, we actually have uh, it's it's the uh, same studio that's been doing the uh, Street Masters in Brook City. Um, okay. they're really good at adapting styles. They have a big team of artists, so they they collaborate a lot and they'll put different artists where their strengths are. Well, I will um, say that. Henning, okay. Henning Ludvigsen did the board. Yes, um, yeah. We, we, we like him for board ours. <laughs> we always okay. go to him. <laughs> yeah, the, the studio artists handle the interior art and the, the character art and everything. Um, and they're really honing in the style because we were pretty – we had a, a vision we wanted to, uh, to capture. So we made sure that we uh, had some example characters we wanted to mod- uh, model the, the different characters after. So, um, yeah, okay. they're doing a great job. And some of the uh, – we just shared some equipment cards today on um, yeah. the Blacklist Facebook page and – I'm just super happy with how they're looking. They're really pretty. Yeah, I have I have seen those pictures, and honestly, it looks it looks amazing. There's a character in particular that I don't remember the name, but it's kind of a is he, he or she's like a frog or something. Oh yeah, yeah, the frog, yeah, the frogs, yeah. Yeah, that's one of my favorites so far. <laughs> like yeah, one second I want to play. I hope he's I hope he's a, he or she's a good guy. <laughs> no, no, yeah, frogs are bad guys. but 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 we might have uh, if we if we do well enough, we might have a frog's enemy, po- uh, frog's hero pop up at some point. <laughs> okay, so now you know. Let me ask you something before I forget to. Um, I I think it's it's an important thing. We you mentioned uh, a little bit uh, ago that the game is gonna be play as a campaign, which is something that I love and that's great, great. That's another plus. This game is having a lot of plus already. Uh, <laughs> but. Um, is, is it going to be also available to play just one scenario or single scenario that you can draw yes, randomly? That's, and, that's actually a very that. that's actually a very important point. Uh, thanks for bringing that up. Um, we yeah. did we did want to focus very hard on first and foremost for us as a game that was a very fulfilling individual quest experience, and so you can play everything in the base game, 
uh, all that content you can play individually if you want. You can do any combination of anything you want. But we and, also and, and it's what we wish to also add that it's designed. All, all of those different quests are designed to be a satisfying like one-off experience because like it's almost intended to be played that way. And then the campaign. Um, and that, that doesn't take away from the campaign aspect because the campaign layers other things on top of that. But we wanted to make sure the experience right out of the box is a very satisfying, you know, no no, uh, no commitments, just a nice one-off uh, modular experience um, in a f- cool fantasy world. And then the campaign is, as long as you know how to play that, the campaign is an easy transition. But anybody who wants to, you know, grow their characters, ch- like modify their deck and, and, and expand, it's kind of similar. It's a, it's a modified an expanded system we used in Street Masters for the story mode. We just improved upon that. We're adding a lot more narrative. It's going to have a um, more guided story elements and everything like that. Okay, so uh, talking about that, that's great, you know, because that's one of the things that I really enjoy from uh, Street Masters too, that if I want to play a single scenario because I wanted to show it to other gamers, um, you know, I can just set it up and we can play and no need to build our characters and we just can grab the deck of, of each character and fight. You know, right. that's, that's cool because some games, uh, they're great games and kind of epic games. But in order to play you, like you said, you will have, need to have some commitment in order to keep move, moving in the story and the and the characters and in everything. Now, talking about mainly the campaign, do you guys have an idea of more or less um, how many quests it will take for a campaign to be, uh, you know, to be accomplished? So we have, we're going to have rules in the base game for uh, campaigns, which are kind of like uh, self uh, built campaigns you can you can play them however, however you want kind of like sandbox um, campaigns where you just you, choose what quest you want to play in what order yeah and it's structured around uh, six quests like a six quest campaign uh because that's how many quest decks in the game that way you can play each one one time uh in different combinations if you want but we're also going to have rules for stories and stories are much more specific uh stories you play through and those guide everything so the the length of that can be however we want to however long we want to make it for that story um because yeah. It's always going to be different, and so we'll it, have we'll have a uh, kind of a tutorial style uh, campaign in the, in the base game. Um, this it's kind of an introduction story to the world, and that one will be a six uh, a six quest campaign, um, and then the, then we'll have the campaign expansion, and that'll expand upon that. And we haven't set a definite number of quests for that one because we're actually actually adding in encounters as well. So game sessions will be different depending on if playing an encounter or a quest, um, but we haven't locked in what that number is going to be yet. But we what we like to have more condensed. We don't like the we don't like to plan for big sprawling campaigns because it's a lot to ask for people to have that commitment to have the same group. Or even playing solo, just being able to play solo consecutive consistently across, you know, thirty, forty games or something. So we like to keep it more you know, maybe six to twelve quests is a, we, is a nice comfort zone. Yeah, we'd rather have more shorter quests than like these long quests that nobody ever finishes. We wanna right, have right. Little, qu- yeah, little, little, little campaigns people can finish and then move on to the next one and be excited by the next story coming out. Yeah, so. and we're pretty open about our philosophy because yeah. while we appreciate people who love campaigns, we uh, we did. We, we went through a phase where we loved campaigns too, but then we realized we just never finished them. And even yeah. now, it's like I spend a lot of time playing games, but I still – I have like a whole shelf full of games that are campaign games that I've never even started. Um, so yeah. I don't have a whole lot of desire – personally to play campaigns so it makes it harder for me to want to design campaigns but we still make we make sure we include those because we know people want that there is there's a crowd for that we wanted to we want to deliver for that but we also want to kind of satisfy both needs and make very very powerful one-off experiences that also can be played as campaigns and kind of get the best of both worlds you know 
You know, yeah. I mean, you're totally right. Like, like you mentioned, like campaigns that they never end or they're hard to accomplish. Like, I don't know. It comes to my mind, Gloomhaven. Uh, yeah. You know, it's it's a great game, and 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 it's uh, you know you're you're uh, having a different uh, mat, I will say, every time, and the characters are great and all the stuff mechanics are good. But the problem is that uh, that game is, it, I guess, it, it was designed to be played as a campaign. Correct me if I'm wrong because you guys are designers here, but um, the the problem is that you, like I said, the commitment sometimes, and you know, like I feel like the the majority of the crowd, of course, for this hobby, uh, it's people like you guys or like uh, no no around our age or you know adults that you know that, that now you can afford these games and you you grew up as a geek and now you can have this geeking at geek adult life and you mm-hmm. can buy your toys and all the stuff which is the games. Um, but the problem is the commitment with our with our life, with our wars, with our schools, everything. It's hard to to get at the same group to play a game that will require to meet 30 or 40 times in order to accomplish the whole game. And even if me that I'm in the, that crowd of campaign uh, fans, like I need to be honest, I have probably the majority of my games are with campaigns, and I haven't finished not even one. Like I play <laughs> different scenarios on each, and I keep moving on the story, but I need to like put on my cell phone or on my iPad, like okay, like. You know, I'm I'm at this level, I'm at this uh, mission and whatever. But you never you never end because you're getting more games and, and and it's hard. You know, it's hard. So I think it's very clever the way that you guys do it. Like you know, just short campaigns, six quests in that way for solo and cooperative gamers. It won't be that hard because it's not hard to get the group uh, together probably for four four or five missions compared to 30 missions that you need. Right. Let's say right. For, for Gloomhaven. So I think I think it's great. Um, do you do you think I'm missing something from the uh, the weekend that is important to talk about the Alter Quest, of course, besides being a, a very nice promising uh, of a great game by you guys? Uh, no, I think we covered most of the big main uh, elements, the kind of the, the big selling points. Um, you know, yeah. all, all, all I can say is make sure if, if you're new to the new to Blacklist, if this is if the first time you're hearing about the company, you can check out all the different videos on uh, Street Masters. And there's probably going to be a lot of Brook City ones popping up now since, since backers are getting that one. Um, yeah. This is a very much in the same vein. Uh, we we love modularity. We love the creating replayability with different like combinations of of good guys, bad guys, environments. Um, yeah. So that's kind of the model we're going with, and we're just we're every time we do one, we just keep evolving it and bringing something new to the table. So. Yeah. Actually, what is uh, like? Can you guys uh, talk about it? Or if there's any right now on plans or projects, like what is the future now for uh, Street Masters and and Brook City? Well, I know Brook City is kind. You know the backers are getting it for what is the future for street masters or so, or, or is there any other expansions from any of the or you guys games like I so yeah, yeah. or Brady, you can take street masters i'll take brook city yeah sure yeah so uh, street masters were uh everything's in the printer now for aftershock so um now that we have like i don't know five to six years worth of content <laughs> to backers uh, we will we'll probably not be looking at um much new content for street masters till at least next year um, we have a couple other projects on the on the horizon right now. Oh come what, on, man! I love masters. You know <laughs> no, that. no, we won't forget. Yeah, we won't. We won't be put. Like I'm pretty sure by the time everyone gets uh, aftershock, they'll be pretty satisfied. So, they'll be they'll be buried in content. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but we do hope to have uh, one of the. I can kind of give you a, uh, a little teaser about what we love. What we'd love to do. We're kind of yeah. talking about is uh, doing like small kind of like two player starter kits for stream oh, masters okay. that would have new content. So it'd be like two new fighters a new uh, a new uh, villain a new enemy deck a new stage deck but it'd be uh, much more compact so it's only it's only a two player kit standalone so you can just buy that and play it so it's an awesome starting point and that would be something that people who have the game who love the game can buy that to get a couple new decks 
or a few new decks and more and dice. Don't, yeah, and more dice and uh, people yeah. who don't know the Master Masters. It's a great starting spot. It's just it's very affordable buy-in. So that's the one thing we would definitely want to do. We haven't gotten that off the ground just yet, but it's probably something we'll be talking about later this year. Um, yeah. But yeah, Street Masters has got it's going to have. Oh, and there is something that's real besides the game itself. There's really exciting news for Street Masters coming this summer. Um, and we'll oh. talk about that a lot more after Aftershock, after uh, yeah. Alter Quest. But that'll be almost immediately after Alter Quest. We'll be talking about it. So there won't be much wait, but it's pretty exciting. <laughs> I have a feeling of no what you're talking about, but I will, I will, I will keep it. I, I need to, you know, respect the Palpatine twins that they're going to come out of the shadows. Uh, but, uh, you know, I know, I think I have a feeling what you're talking about in uh, listeners. It's going to be great. Uh, I was saying that, you know, like nobody, if there's somebody there that doesn't know Street Masters, I don't know what's wrong with you guys, but, you know, just go right now to the Blacklist website. And, you know, I don't know if it's in stock or not, guys, but, you know, pre-order it or whatever, because it's a great, great game. Honestly, like uh, if you have listened to the show, we did the, our top five last year in 2018. And the champion of the year, the the award, the winner, the best game of the year of 2018 by Solo BG Podcast was Street Masters. Uh, and, you know, so if you don't know anything about the game, get it. And the news that Brady, Brady is saying, I'm sorry, that they're going to come uh, on summer, which I'm looking forward to those news. And I kind of know already what he's talking about. You, It's going to blow your mind. It's going to be <laughs> a revolutionary thing for Street Masters. And you're going to be like, dang it, like now... <laughs> Now I want yeah. everything. <laughs> and, and there's there's actually two aspects of that too, where like uh, not only that new announcement we'll be talking about, but yeah. also the availability. Um, I think, but before uh, Gen Con, people are gonna be to the point where they might be like they might be getting hit over the head with Street Masters. They'll be it'll be that available. So <laughs> so yeah, no, it'll so be some good news all around. <laughs> I, I think you you need that uh, that thing that you're going to release in the summer you need it for a street master for sure like it's a thing yeah. that it begs for a street master it's going to be great i'm excited already i'm looking forward to trying it i'm pretty sure everybody's going to go crazy about it and it's going to be amazing uh now what about other projects like brook city i'm surprised that you have already news for brook city i mean the backers are just getting it like yeah that, that's kind of the news where we you know like the game is just now getting out the backers hands and we can see how how it's well how well received it is we played it today did a live stream playing through the delta keys expansion and we still have fun playing it so hopefully the backers uh, enjoy it just as much and if they do and the demand is there like street masters sold out the our inventory of street masters sold out right after we got it so if the same happens with Brook City, if our inventory sells out uh, quickly, like at Gen Con or whatever, then um, we're going to probably look at doing a, a reprint Kickstarter for Brook City with some more content and maybe a new storage solution, kind of like what we did for Aftershock. Um, so if it does well and if it if sells out, then that's probably what the future of Brook City is going to be, some new content and some new, a new cool storage solution for it. Yeah, it's a, a, a lot, lot of more narrative. <laughs> a lot of games. That's great. You know, that's what we we're asking for. So anyway, uh, guys, thank you so much for being with us again with Solo BG Podcast. And thanks for the teasers that you always, uh, you know, in the second round, you give us teasers. And the first round, you give us teasers. I hope for the third round, it will be the same and so forth. And I call it rounds because you guys are fighters. So in a way, you know, we have a friendly and, and very... Uh, gaming experience sharing fight here in Solo BG Podcast every time that you guys come, you know, because like we say in Mexico, mi casa es tu casa. This is this is your house, your house, guys. So it was great to to have you on the show, and and I I I'm pretty sure that uh, Alter Quest is gonna be great. Uh, it's gonna be a huge, huge successful on Kickstarter. I hope so. Yeah, I really hope so. Appreciate yeah, thanks thanks so much for having us on here so we could talk about it. Yeah, no, for sure. And and remember, guys, it's gonna be 
on May 28th, Alter Quest once again. Don't even think about it. Don't even like, oh, let me check the campaign first. No, just back it right away. <laughs> you need to do it. It's gonna. It's. Let me say this. It's. I'm pretty sure it's the a unique, different, must-have, promise game of 2019. If you like dungeon crawlers, so it's gonna be a great game. I'm already sold for the game. I want to back it right now, but it's not possible. I need to wait a month. Unfortunately. <laughs> but but you know, it's you need you need to get it and. You need to help keep supporting Blacklist games and, uh, you know, supporting uh, the Saturday Brothers designers, uh, designments games because they are just great. I cannot think of any games uh, of this by the Saturday Brothers that I have a, you know, a bad uh, review or a bad experience with it. They're all fun. They're different, but they're all fun. Uh, you know, so so thank you guys for being with us. And uh, once again, uh, by the way, when were, uh, you know, I, like I mentioned, you guys are very active on Facebook and Twitter. Can you mention your accounts in the way people that don't follow you for some reason can follow you now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely follow definitely follow uh, Blacklist Games on Facebook, and they also have a Twitter, uh, Blacklist uh-huh. Games. Um, and if you want to follow me personally, I'm, I'm Adam B. Sadler on Twitter. You get always confused with Adam Sandler. I'm oh, always, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's always, no matter like what, like how well-known our names are to the gaming community whenever like a, a new game gets announced and there's always somebody who doesn't know us in the comments posting an Adam Sandler gift. Like, they, like they, he's they, the first one to think of it. <laughs> they attack him for some reason. He's like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> what did I do to what? <laughs> what about you, Brady? Uh, so my, uh, yeah, I'm pretty active on Facebook as well. Uh, blacklist games is, is one word blacklist games on Facebook. Um, you can find me pretty easily on Facebook. I'm usually posting in the various uh, board game groups. My yeah. uh, Twitter is uh, Brady J Sadler. Um, I'm I'm active enough on there. I don't I don't tweet a lot, but I'm usually there to respond to things. I check my notifications all the time. So yeah, hit me up if you're on there for sure. You were the one that gets confused with Tom Brady all the time on the restaurants, right? That's right. Yeah, I was gonna have a Tom Brady <laughs> joke every time I order a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, you, you should say something like I don't know anything about soccer or things like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, I don't I don't know who this guy is. I don't I don't I don't watch basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, it was very nice to have you guys. Thank you so much for being in the show. Remember, once again, May 28, Alter Quest. Don't think about it. Just back it. Get all the stretch goals. Get everything because it's going to be amazing. It's going to be great. And, you know, thank you for, so much for listening to this uh, show. Once again, you can follow us on our, on our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Podcast. And this uh, podcast is streaming through iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher and BoardGameGeek.com under the podcast sections. You can search for us at Solo BG Podcast. Once again, my name is Derek, and like always, remember for victory, go tell your friends. Till next time, see you through the speaker and at the tabletop. Mm-hmm.